You're listening to the Mobcast Network. So, I like Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. What's wrong with me? There are spoilers for the film Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. It is Thursday evening. I'm hanging with my buddy Paul, who snagged us some tickets for the early showing of Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. And I'll be honest, I'm not looking forward to the movie. It has now been days since the official preview showing and reviews are leaking through about how bad this movie is. I will first admit that I'm a Zack Snyder fan ever since I saw Dawn of the Dead. I really like his style of movie. You know what you're going to get when you see Snyder's work. You get a lot of action, violence, crazy CGI, almost to a cartoon-like level. That's his style. Just like when you see a Tim Burton movie. You get those crazy, dark, disproportionate images that you know he came up with while on a weekend absinthe bender. Now, I'm hesitant about this movie because while I enjoy Snyder's work, I equally despise Man of Steel. Sorry, it just doesn't work for me. In fact, I had a nice, healthy discussion about Man of Steel right after seeing Batman vs. Superman. I never thought I'd meet someone who really liked the film. The guy was a passionate Superman fan, and even wore this sort of adult Superman onesie, including cape. I'm the last to tell anyone how to celebrate their fandom, but what was amazing to me was his dedication about how real Man of Steel was for him. He explained to me that he thought the film's brilliance was that it showed how an alien would be presented in our post-9-11 world. That I can't argue, but even with those revelations, I still think it's a horrible film. Paul and I are now sitting in the theater, which is pretty full. As the lights go dim and that green preview banner goes up before the first trailer, I'm bracing myself for what I can only imagine is a terrible film. Shortly after the movie starts, it reminds us of the turning point that made Bruce Wayne go into crime fighting, the death of his family. The sequence was shot in a series of close-ups and camera slowdowns, which remind me of heavily of Snyder's work in Watchmen. I started to relax. Maybe this film was going to be better than Man of Steel. The movie follows the death of the Waynes and their funeral, which has the young Bruce running away from the cemetery, falling down in a cavern, much like the Christopher Nolan universe. But this time, he is rushed by startled bats who swirl around him like a whirlwind and lift him out of the dark hole and toward the bright light above. I won't lie. I was almost out right there. Four minutes into this film, I'm like, nope, not having it. I'm done. This is stupid, even for a Zack Snyder film. And I'm a guy who will defend Sucker Punch. Then just as I was about to let my mind wander into the drudgery, the next world snapped back me back. Oh, this is a dream. Okay, I can deal with that. I let the movie... Give me a Godfather 3 moment. You know the one. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. 
From then on, this movie is this odd little roller coaster balancing the stories of two heroes. You have in one corner Superman, who has to face the terms with what is the true cost of being a hero. Can he manage to have love and a life and still be the planet's savior? On the other side, you have Batman, who is now 20 years into the vigilante game, who has not only suffered loss during his life, apparently Robin is off by some kind of joker in this universe. His day job suffers a tremendous loss of a September 11th scale during the battle between Superman and Zod. He then becomes consumed with the obsession of protecting the world from Superman or those like him to make sure the events of Man of Steel never happen again. In between the two stories is that of Lex Luthor, a kind of neo-hipster scientist CEO with daddy issues, who's also obsessed with reading the world of Superman. So obsessed that he uses everyone from the U.S. government to ultimately Batman to do the job for him. And when that doesn't work, he uses a CGI flawed doomsday. Also sprinkled in is Wonder Woman, who has turned her back against the world of man for almost 100 years. Ultimately, she is roped in to, pun intended, the final battle. There are also a couple hints to the Justice League. We see documented footage of The Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg. Of course, Batman and Superman fight, and they make up and take on the poorly animated Doomsday. When it was all said and done, I was pleased with what I had seen. And I even waited for most of the credits to see if there was a stinger at the end. There wasn't. But that says I wanted more. I looked at Paul and was like, I liked it. I was pleasantly surprised, but I liked it. I dug Ben Affleck's troubled older Batman with this awesome psychic Alfred played brilliantly by Jeremy Irons. I liked how he made Alfred more like a James Bond's Q than a butler. He also continues the role of trying to be Bruce's moral compass, steering him toward the light. The other standout performance was Jesse Eisenberg Lex Luthor. It was like he was channeling part Gene Hackman, part crazy, and part coddled hipster who might need a safe space. Whatever you call that mix, it worked for me. I liked the Maison scene. Gotham looked gritty. Metropolis is cleaner, even with a rebuild from the Kryptonian invasion. I liked how Batman looked. I liked the voice box synthesizer that made me think that Bruce was using the voice from Dune. I never thought I'd see the armor of Batman wore while fighting the Predator back in the 90s, but here it is, fighting another alien. I thought Wonder Woman looked great. I loved to watch her fight, and I was happy to see the Golden Lasso. I still don't like Amy Adams' Lotus Lane. I can't explain why she just doesn't click, and she doesn't seem to have the chemistry that Lois needs with Clark or Superman. She also has the honor of being the worst scene in the movie involving a kryptonite-tipped spear and a convenient pool of water. I can't get over how awful Doomsday looked. He looked like something that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles might fight cross with an albino's booger. It is simply terrible. Also, the movie suffers from something a lot of movies from this millennium suffer from. It doesn't know when to end. There were four or five spots where the movie could have just stopped and it would have been okay. But no, it had to keep going. No wonder there was no stinger. It was right there along with its other four siblings. So after the film, I went home and looked forward to presenting my first spoiler-free thoughts of the film. I tweeted and expected my friends to agree. Then to my surprise, people I know and respect didn't like the film. They called it a mess, a terrible waste of time, garbage, wasted opportunities, and my favorite, too much going on. I was surprised. I mean, here I was... I'm just loving the film, and I agree it's not perfect, but is it terrible? Maybe there's something wrong with me. 
maybe I saw a different version of the film. One of those Twilight Zone type situations where Paul and I were temporarily transported into a theater where Dawn of Justice was good, but unable to share my experiences because of the nature of the internet. I thought of the guy in the Superman outfit and his love of Man of Steel. Did I now become him? Defending this movie to the masses who are ready to gather pitchforks and torches to storm Zack Snyder's house and tar and feather him. Maybe it's because I like Zack Snyder. Maybe it's because I'm not a fan of DC Comics. I don't have the same connection to the characters as I would to those in the X-Men. This is a different telling of the Superman and Batman story. It works within the confines of the digital prison that Snyder placed them in. Honestly, in the grand scale of comic book movies over the last 10 years, I put it around Avengers Age of Ultron, or slightly above it. While Dawn of Justice had action, it had breathing room, unlike Age of Ultron, which was mostly a high-octane-fueled action with just a couple of breathing points. Seriously, Age of Ultron was like, we can't slow down too much or the 13-year-old boys will rebel against us. Such is the nature of Hollywood today. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I fell asleep and dreamed a better movie, and Paul's too polite to tell me that I snored and drooled the entire time. Whatever the case may be, I liked what I saw. I'm actually looking forward to a longer R-rated version, just to see where it goes. Is it my favorite Batman movie? Nope. Is it the worst Batman or Superman film? Nope. Still a long way to go to topple Batman and Robin, Superman Returns, and the dreaded quest for peace. I mentioned writing this blog on my Facebook as a warning to my readers that this would be coming. A friend of mine posted an interesting thought. Everyone gets to like what they like. I have to admit that's true. If once Superman can like Man of Steel, then I can like Dawn of Justice. I will see it again. Maybe in a couple of weeks as a matinee when I can get it for an economical price. Very few movies are worth a second viewing in the theaters. Even less are worth the nighttime prices. There's a podcast network. It is a network not only of sports and culture, but of anything you can fathom. And it lies between man's desire to imagine and his want for laughter. It is a network which we call the Mopcast Network. For the past year, the Mopcast Network has been bringing you weekly podcasts for all the commentary on movies, music, sports, recent events, and more. The Mopcast Network. Celebrate fandom. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.